0: Hi, Tara.
1: Hi, Alana.
0: I am so excited to welcome our listeners to the weekly catch-up that we have on sports, reality TV, and pop culture. So everyone get ready for X's and O's and Bravo shows.
1: And everything in between. Welcome to the reality playbook.
0: Yes, let's welcome. I actually shared like the link and the page and all that friends Uh, i was like oh and then i still have more people to share so just shout out to everybody who's listening who has listened who have listened feel free to comment and share
1: thank you so much we are we are open to all reviews and critiques in a disres in a disrespectful manner in a very respectful manner
0: Right. And you know what? I actually did get someone, Um, uh, I've got two people asking me if I'm watching Love is Blind. Apparently, this season six is a whole mess.
1: I heard. And so I thought about this weekend, I might watch it because connecting reality to our sports world, one of my favorite sports reporters, Mina Kimes, she's Mm -hmm. doing a podcast of reviewing Love is Blind episodes. And I, if anyone... Knows their sports reporters. Mina Kimes is like one of my friends in my head. She's a nerd like me, Uh but she's That's really so good at, at explaining football. And so she is going to be reviewing Love Is Blind. So I think I'm gonna watch and then okay. listen to our podcast along with it.
0: And I guess you're gonna talk about it with me now because we're gonna listen yes. to.
1: Got it. Or watch
0: it. I guess it's on the list. Got my Ooh. homework. We're 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 of the people. We're of the the. the I'm
1: also trying to um. I'm trying to watch all of the Oscar-nominated movies. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm going to get through all of them, because some I just do not seem interested in. But so yeah. far, I've watched American Fiction. Uh, I went to see Barbie and Oppenheimer. up op- I mean, Oppenheimer is three hours, but I didn't feel it.
0: I didn't Except feel it I kept
1: pausing it because I'm a nerd. I had my computer next to me so
0: I could Google stuff
1: as things were happening in the movie.
0: I saw it in theaters. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel three hours, but I'm also super into like historical stuff. And I also remember learning about Oppenheimer in school. When I talked to other people, other people said they didn't really like know his name. They didn't know anything about the Manhattan Project. And I was like, dang! I mean, I knew that. And I I, okay. So I've all I was always I'm like, oh wow, they're making a movie about him. That must be some real about to go down, you know? It was I guess I I fell in the middle.
1: Yeah, I fall in the middle. I knew about the Manhattan Project, but I didn't know Oppenheimer. And it was yeah. it's so funny that you say that. I texted one of my friends and I was like, look, if I was a kid in school today, I'd have been kicking histories, but because oh, it's well. so much it's more interesting now because you can watch a movie. Right. It's pretty, you know, close to the facts, so at least gets you interested. And in, right. in, and also sitting down, you have Google now that you can look up stuff. But
0: Game changer. I,
1: I I'm I'm with you. I enjoyed, I loved American fiction.
0: That's actually on my list.
1: It was enjoyable. It was funny, um, and so I was rooting for it. But I'm like, girl, Oppenheimer is going to win everything. And okay. I'm going to try to continue to go through this Oscar list. I guess. I gotta yeah, I haven't
0: watched Maestro, even though that is my boo. I love me I some know. Bradley Cooper.
1: I know. But, I got to. Um, I got to make myself interested.
0: <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Have you seen? Um, I butchered the
1: title. Leo, Leonardo DiCaprio, Killer.
0: Oh, Killer of the Flower, Flower Moon.
1: Moon. Yeah,
0: I haven't seen that. Me neither, and that's another three-hour one. I, I think it's interesting because it's like one of the first non-mob movies that Scorsese has done. <laughs> I feels like, but I'm curious because it, it it looks really uh, intriguing. But I haven't it's one watched of those.
1: It. I want to watch it, but
0: I think I'm going to be angry, so I keep
1: putting it off. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I fight for justice. I wasn't. About, I need. I need to know justice <laughs> coming at the end <laughs> because we kind of know how that goes. It's some.
0: It's for somebody. You know, <laughs> might not be for you, but it's going to be for somebody. I need to actually rewatch Oppenheimer because I, when I walked out of the theater, I was like, that's probably the best film I, I. That's ever been made. Like it's Godfather level to me. Godfather one 2. Those to me, those that's like one of the. the those two are like one of the best movies mm-hmm. ever made. And I was like, I need to watch it again before I start saying stuff like that, you know, because I, I don't know, because I, because when I walked out of watching Hustlers with Jennifer Lopez, I was like, yeah, okay. and I started yeah. trying to watch it, uh, like on who <laughs> I was like, what is, wait, what, like, what was I smoking? Like, <laughs> I think this was a. All
1: right, all right. Well, now everybody knows what our homework assignments are. <laughs>
0: Let's By get- the way, that's not a dig at Jennifer Lopez. It's not. Okay. Right. I like her. I like her mu- music. And, um, but I was just, I-, I think I had a different like experience in the theater versus when I was at home. I was like, what? <laughs> All right. So just to wrap up, cause we haven't talked in a little bit. So just to wrap up, uh, the Superbowl NFL stuff. That um unfortunately the Kansas City Chiefs parade, um, there was an act of violence there and it looks like they're getting down to it. But isn't that kind of like sad that you can't even just go to the parades anymore? It's, not that
1: sad. it's absolutely sad. It's it just not to go down a political or yeah.
0: Kind of, but
1: you know, you already the average American cannot afford to go to the Super Bowl right. should your team make it. Right. But you think you live you're from there, you or yeah. you can get to where they're from, you can go to the parade. And I have always said the day the Eagles won the Super Bowl was the greatest day of my life. The second greatest day of my life was the parade. It was <laughs> amazing. And you know, in Big Bad Philadelphia, we had no problem. Yeah, there was a ton of drunk people, <laughs> but like no problem. I hope. I mean, I, at least as far as I can remember, I don't remember anything, anything of that of that no. seriousness. But no. it's just it's horrible, especially because this is where you can take the kids, you know, Right. and right. that you think that you're safe. I was asking one of my friends. I was I was trying to remember. I was like, I don't remember going through any type of security because we were fortunate enough to be de- uh, to uh, be at the art museum and be right in in the front. So, oh, wow, we, we were down. We had to. Take our cars down to the Navy Yard. They put put us on school buses. We went on the, par- I was in the parade. I did the Clearly. parade. route. Yeah. We go to the art museum. We have breakfast, clean bathrooms, and then we get seated. And none of that required you going through security because, mm. like, why would it? Right. We are all happy from all walks of life. As right. long as you're a Birds fan, you are happy. Yep. <laughs> and it just, yeah. it just made me so sad. For the obvious reasons, you know the woman that lost her life and all, but it just made me kind of it just just sad for just all of us that things that you know would make you so happy now you just can't you can't enjoy it with together. the innocence that you should be able to. Right.
0: Yeah. yeah, I think I I will say just one more thing is that this is the third right this is the third Super Bowl uh, parade that they've had you know and so you think that they got it down to a science and everybody knows what's going on. Uh, so so thankfully, this isn't their like first Super Bowl like thing that, you know, that this happened at. But still, um, it, it just it's it just makes things so much more complicated uh, because, you know, people are people are struggling, clearly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will move on to the fact that Jason did put Travis in his place during okay. their uh <laughs> the, the big the brother can be a big brother when he needs to be <laughs> during the podcast and i mean i thought i think he kind of went a little hard and then he kind of softened it a little bit like you know you, i know you guys love each other you know yeah. but he was like that you're not gonna do not be talking to Andy? Clayton. yeah
1: it was jason addressing the the <laughs> the kind of hard bump travis gave uh andy reed during the super bowl i think a couple things came into play i think jason also is very mindful of Travis being in the spotlight and wanting to make sure his brother looks good, but also the yes. love that he has for Andy. Andy's his coach first. Yep. Andy drafted Travis partly on Jason's work. Exactly. I think Jason, um, for all of his silliness and kind of, you know, uh, what, did, what did Chris Law call him? A, a beautiful drunken disaster. something like that. For oh. <laughs> All of that, that man, you know, he's yeah. smart He's, you know, and he
0: can. He's he's so level headed. Yeah, Yeah, level
1: headed. That that's a great way to explain. He just he checked his brother like he should.
0: Yep, absolutely. Um, last thing on the Super Bowl guest teams is I'm curious what you think about uh, Steve Wilkes, the defensive coordinator for the for the 49ers. He, uh, I guess they parted ways. Let's say it that way. I guess it was they they mutually parted ways with the with him. a lot of people are saying that there just was like a mismatch in terms of their the, the uh, it's kind of like big Fangio, right? Like it was just a mismatch of like coaches That's and tangible.
1: that, 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 that okay. man did not lose that Super Bowl. He didn't. The defense didn't lose it. It's not like Kansas City scored 56 points.
0: And then on top of that, like didn't Greenlaw like pop his Achilles?
1: Yes. <laughs> so it's like.
0: So anyway, so they. That is they what we ways. call
1: scapegoating.
0: They sure did. So that they were saying, oh, there just doesn't seem like there's a mis- there's a mismatch with like, you know, the, everyone's homegrown from Kyle's, you know, it's a uh, I'm sure Steve will find another job. Um, If he wants to come over and help Vic, please come. <laughs> um, need All the help we can get. All right. So anything else on like the. Um NFL stuff or okay. we go to the NBA as
1: a self-admitted Jason Kelsey's number one fan president of the fan club I enjoyed watching his tour of the Super Bowl I I've been listening to I'm, I'm behind because there were so many podcasts but Jason got interviewed on a lot of different shows so mm-hmm. even on Shaq's podcast and I thought that was a interesting conversation from both sides I, I guess one of the viral moments was Shaq Telling Jason to make sure to treasure his family and Shaq talking about blowing up his life and living in his hundred thousand square foot house all alone. But the entire interview was enjoyable. Aaron uh Adam Lefko is the co-host, and we all know he's a Philly boy Eagles fan, so it was enjoyable. Jason um also recorded because Travis is only in the beginning because you know he's getting ready to play in the Super Bowl, but on uh new heights. He had Chris Long and Bo Allen. So that was enjoyable. I always love reliving stories from our Super Bowl uh, year. So I've enjoyed going back and watching whatever Jason Kelsey was on during Super Bowl week and watching his interviews. And there was another, I was going to say something, there was something else that, oh, I know that this one is not all fun and games. Um, Maybe I'll wait. I'll wait until you ask me who I'm going to throw a drink at. I I I have an answer this week oh great
0: yeah um I do I will say that we are going to get Tom Brady on Fox as a broadcaster next in this this coming season so I'm I'm actually kind of excited to hear how he breaks things down and like how he is in game uh so I will see if Kelsey's gonna be there you know but next year, on, on another I guess I don't know like I I don't know where he would land but he should land somewhere. He um, needs to be
1: landing. He needs to be in front of Jalen Hurt snapping the ball. That's what he does. He <laughs> one absolutely does. more. Give me one more season, Jason. Please. Just one more.
0: Just one more. And, and you know what? Maybe we should be training the, like, you know, the backup center. So like, I'm okay with, maybe you start the game and maybe we kind of transition you out. I don't <laughs> know, but like, I just need you to be there. Okay. Anyway. Um... Okay, so back on to the All-Star game. I did have some notes on the Sixer game, but this has been so long ago. So I'm not gonna, we won't have to talk about it. But the All-Star Game weekend just happened uh last this past weekend. And um there was like a there's there's been a huge debate mm-hmm. around uh the purpose of the all-star game. Uh and so there was like two big kind of, I don't want to say, two things that were said by commentators that I think we should talk about. Uh So let's first talk about this whole, uh, did LeBron James ruin the slam dunk competition when he did not, he decided he wasn't going to participate. And that's, that was the question that Stephen A. You know, had on his show and, uh, and uh, Kendrick Perkins emphatically, he nodded and, Stephen A. just went off, and he was just like, you've ruined the dunk competition because you decided you're not going to do it, so nobody else is going to do it. Any thoughts on that comment? Because I do, because he did list off, like, all the greats that actually yeah. participated in the All-Star game, and I have them here, of course. We have them listed. I mean, pre-LeBron, we would we saw, what, Clyde Drexler, Dominique Wil- Wilkins. We saw Cedric Sabal- Sab- Sabalos. We saw Michael Jordan. <laughs> right. Like we didn't see, I mean, I didn't see him, but like he was in part of, you know, the activities. Kobe was a part of the activities. Vince Carter, Dr. J. Uh, Larry Johnson, Grandma Ma. Yeah. Uh, even John Starks, which I was kind of like, oh, really? Starks was- <laughs> well, Spud was there, so. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he was a big player. There, Steve Francis, Jason Richardson, Amari Stoudemire uh Andre Iggy I mean but all Mm -hmm. of us actually kind of after LeBron but like Iggy got
1: robbed
0: (laughs) (laughs) and Nate Robinson was basically doing it every year but after like to his point after you know LeBron comes into the league now we're seeing Nate Robinson who's like five foot nothing and he's got like four you know times he's participated Dwight Howard was like doing his superman stuff i mean we did get to see a cool one with blake griffin when he jumped the car mm-hmm. and but in, but there's not the names that we you know typically would see so like of course lebron but i haven't seen kevin durant in it i haven't seen james harden Joel. <laughs> well Joel's always like injured anyway <laughs> he gets a pass i haven't seen carmelo do this you know so just curious on that like that topic because when I first heard I was like and then I was like well maybe he's got a point so I wouldn't blame LeBron
1: though it's not LeBron's fault right that's like but that's think, what he's saying it is but his- I think if the players really wanted to do it they do it regardless regardless of LeBron because actually LeBron not being in it helps you maybe win the contest and I wouldn't say you know, I can't remember how. It wasn't too long ago that we had Zach Levine and Aaron, Aaron Gordon, and I thought the dunk contest was on its way back. Mm-hmm. Um, they got questionable judging. uh, But I just, I, okay, so let me say this. I don't agree that this LeBron's fault. Okay. I do agree that it is boring. I did not watch the dunk contest. I watch All-Star Weekend for the three-point contest. And even the um skills. the skills competition to me, I watched this year because Tyrese was in it and it can be fun, it's entertaining, right? But when it was time for the dunk contest, I turned, I changed the channel because I knew I wasn't gonna it wasn't going to be any, anything I needed to see. So I do agree with Stephen A that it's boring and that you do want to see the stars, right? You want to see Zion, You want to, but I'm not going to put it all that it's because LeBron decided not to do it. Nobody else is going to do it. At the time, Zach Levine and, and Aaron, Gar, Aaron Gordon, they're not on the level of a LeBron James, but you knew who they were. So they were stars in it that year. Um, so I'm just not going to blame one person. I just think
0: and I think the reason why he's saying it is it's not necessarily to blame, but it's that he set the tone that he didn't find that LeBron didn't think that this was of any importance or significance to him. So it made other players kind of say, oh, OK, it was oh, just a dumb competition. Do you see what I'm saying? It's like his yeah. he actually participated like Michael Jordan participates, then there's the people at Michael Jordan's levels. Like, okay, yo, I'm I got to do it because because he's showing up. LeBron's a leader, regardless. Of I think it's he's different than the saying they don't see the
1: importance in it versus people people don't have no courage. They think no. they' gonna get embarrassed, yeah, and, and they're afraid to fail, right? So I think that's I, different.
0: I think I, I I actually I hate to say this because I don't really like to agree with Stephen A. But I kind of do agree that he set the tone that. This isn't really a thing. And the All-Star Game is, to me, a joke nowadays. It's 211 points. I like, don't we don't need it. 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 We right. don't need it. I,
1: I was it. surprised. I I fully intended to turn back to the All-Star Game when the fourth quarter started. Because traditionally, even in this kind of right. new era of, bat- of, of NBA All-Star Games, it's all fun and games till the fourth quarter. Then everybody gets serious because they want to win the game. Right. So I, I watched the first quarter, a little bit of the second. And I was like, all right, I'll come back for the fourth. And then right. turned it on. And it was absolutely ridiculous. They still weren't playing defense. Um, <laughs> I just think it's so funny to me because there's some hills that I'm willing to die on. And I'm like, these kids, you know, like hip hop. <laughs> I mean, uh-huh. But I'm not really willing to die on this other than the say, Like, I, they're just out there just to have. like I think I think everyone definitely wants to be an all-star I don't know why they went I know some people were happy that it went back to east and west I enjoyed the draft because to me it felt like you were people were more psyched that ooh LeBron or ooh Steph or ooh LeBron and KD they drafted me to be on their team Mm -hmm. I don't know if the loyalty was the same when it's just your east and west conferences so I I don't I don't know yeah I think Um,
0: I, I I think that uh the All-Star game was like this opportunity, but I'm gonna say this from the 90s perspective. Mm-hmm. It was the opportunity to see all these like crazy, like great guys that were like all you know, all spread out across the league, kind of all come together and do fun things, pass to each other. Uh, i mean alan iverson had like this huge play i think it was in the 96 all-star game i mean it's just like you kind of remember those things because it's the best players allegedly in like the league that are coming together to play and so i don't i think that they i don't think they need to be to be honest they need to just move the skills and drills and and the three-point competition to the sunday uh and they need to you know figure out maybe they need to just do like an honors dinner or something because it's not there's no point in having a this i only really watched the all-star game for maxi and i just yeah. cheered when he showed up and i but i was like okay good I, I saw him i'm happy for him because he really seemed to enjoy
1: yeah he was happy well, Maxie's happy in general <laughs> he's just happiness okay personified. but i did enjoy i mean you know i'm always going to enjoy the three-point contest and i definitely enjoyed sabrina and Steph. uh that gave me what i wanted you know because i was still i'm still gonna root for my favorite player you know but Sabrina showed up
0: can you can did, I I actually watched the I actually watched the the re the repeat I guess or whatever uh of that portion because I didn't see the three-point competition unfortunately whenever this happens I'm usually out and I get home it's like 10 so then that's when the dunk competition happens yeah and so I always see the dunks and I'm always kind of like oh okay um they're they're cool they're they're technical so i i can you know appreciate how technical these things can be like in matt mcclung i mean he he had like a big uh not as much this time but last year he was but that's his whole that's his brand but uh i rewatched it and i was specifically listening out for kenny's um comments about sabrina and and it just it is was so cringy that uh Apparently Twitter dragged him. So apparently he just said that uh, at the end of the competition, Sabrina uh she had shot 26. Uh for like for her total, she had 26 three-pointers made. Steph had 29. And he and so, you know, King said, Oh, to so make it fair, she should shoot from the the woman's three-point line and they're and they're like uh she opted to, she shot from like right. here like she wanted to shoot about from it
1: the, from the NBA three point line
0: which like and, and then they don't they didn't like she used WNBA basketball he used the NBA basketball which is bigger yeah. but like why would you I don't think it's fair to give her the NBA basketball because that's she knows her feel of a WNBA basketball right. you know like when you're a shooter you know your feel so that it didn't make sense to me that they would have the same um same balls but Kenny just had a couple of like
1: and he couldn't let it go you know what I mean he, he just kept yeah. He just kept talking, and he wanted to say, "Can he just be quiet?"
0: So he I think to, even
1: Reggie was trying to like shut it down. You know,
0: Reggie tried to shut it down, and then he just kept going and going. But you know, if if Steph did not, <laughs> I mean, Steph was up against the ropes. Twenty six. That ain't. Yeah. That's not. I mean, she would have clearly either won or tied Damian Lillard. Yeah. In, the, in exactly. the third. So his comments about like basically you know, women being kind of inferior or not able to compete to the level of these NBA players. I thought that it was, it, w- it was cringy. I think he was probably embarrassed. I think maybe the next day I, he didn't talk very much during the all-star game, like he mm-hmm. stuff. I, I didn't, he it didn't seem like he was that Kenny. So I'm just going to blame him on the alcohol.
1: Okay, that's what some people were tweeting. So all of a sudden he was talking about dolls. I was like, what is going on?
0: Yeah, I think Reggie is like, oh, do you want to send her back so she doesn't play with ball balls? She plays with dolls like that's what you sound like or something, something to that effect. And I was like, okay, but uh, if you actually watch the WNBA, which I clearly he doesn't, those women are technically like they have better fundamentals than the nba players and they score 70 80 90 100 points so don't play them okay they are it is a good game when you see it and and i was actually when we i went to to the new york liberty game with the family and (laughs) i actually got this like good feeling that the people in the new yorkers that are fans of the liberty they were playing i think um the uh, Vegas Aces. And they were like, you suck. You And they're like, you know, yelling at her. and But it sounded like a Knicks kind of, you suck. Mm-hmm. It's like, so we've moved from it's, it's like women- to yes. now you suck. You and every you always, you know, and I just felt like so good about it because it wasn't it's a respectful girls. disrespect. Right, right. I'm actually elevating you now to my Nick's anger. And like and I was like, Yes, we've gotten to the point where we you can't shoot for nothing. You're faking it, you know, it's like I loved it. So
1: well, I hope they I hope they run it back next year. Um and and Miss Caitlin will be coming
0: it <laughs> was actually some people who thought it was that Candace Parker should have been on that uh as like another like a balance because she knows the WNBA but I was oh, I a commentator sure. yeah yeah as a commentator but I almost kind of wonder if she was you know since she's still an active player maybe that was maybe or maybe she was busy she didn't want to come no yeah uh lastly did you see this <laughs> Detroit uh versus Phoenix the Pistons Isaiah Stewart punched the Suns Drew Eubanks in the yeah, man in uh, the tunnel.
1: What was he suspended three uh three games I think.
0: <laughs> so, I was listening to Bomani. Okay. And Foxworth fi- Friday, so Dominique uh, Foxworth was on there, and they, they report allegedly. I guess the cops showed up, and then they asked um Eubanks if he wanted to press charges, and he said no. And so the question became, who called the popo? Like, who called (laughs) the cops? And they think that he may have, or I don't know. But I'm curious if it just was security or somebody else that might have called. Probably. Cops. And not necessarily Eubanks, because there's a lot of fights that happen in the NBA. And the cops aren't called. They just, you know, deal with it.
1: That's not the first time we've seen Isaiah Stewart lose his cool.
0: So I think they have a a game coming up, too. (laughs) And he wasn't even playing in that game, right? No, he wasn't even playing. That was what was wild about it. So whatever, I mean, that that Suns team, they they talk a lot. And so I think they are really starting to kind of annoy some of the other teams. So I'm excited to see what happens in the competitiveness of of NBA. Um, Last story uh Jack Vaughn bon, the uh, Brooklyn Nets coach he was relieved of his duties very quietly uh kind of during all-star weekend a little bit kind of I guess in that kind of lull period uh so you know they've got an interim coach and they're going to look for one I i per like go get the guy that just you know got fired from uh Minneapolis or oh yeah <laughs> oh, sorry no, Milwaukee <laughs> Uh, he's available, and they were number two when he was running it. Uh, so um, we gotta put some respect on his name. But uh, it, like I thought, he got he finally got his like opportunity, um, uh, Jacques Vaughn bon, because he had been an assistant for so long. But it just looks like it just didn't quite work out the way that they were hoping. And they've got some young talent on that team. Adrian Griffin, by the way, I'm gonna put his, some some respect on Adrian Griffin's name. I say go get him. Well, poor Nets,
1: man. Like, the players they had and don't have, they can't even get, you know, they're not even the fan favorite at a home game against the Knicks. Like, I, it's just, <laughs> yeah. in the words of Charles Barkley, it's just terrible. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Maybe, I mean, I was actually looking at them like, can we get somebody off that team? Yeah, we grab. You don't even else.
1: talk about them. My dad and I we were watching the Warriors, uh, Lakers game last night, and my dad was like, "Spencer what he. he was like, "Didn't he play for the Nets?" What I was like, "Dad, I don't even know what happened. All I know is he's a Laker now."
0: They said that Spencer was supposed to come to to Philly,
1: but it's like who? Do, like the the Nets aren't even like right. worthy enough so that you pay attention to what's going on anymore. No,
0: no. They only had that news story about, I think, uh, Cam was one of the players that decided he didn't want to play or something like that, and they he got dragged, I guess, for it. But
1: Or Ben Cam. Simmons shows up,
0: you know, once every 53 games. Oh, don't get me started on this guy, but <laughs> all right. Because oh, you know how I feel. Um, anything else in terms oh, of sports? I, I, I did see that. It was
1: a light sports week. That's why most of our favorites were off on television or didn't so, do all of their scheduled Podcast this week
0: I did see my first like symbol of baseball. I was a DMB on the video uh, on the screen to entertain us while we wait for however long. uh They had the listing of like the American League East and all that stuff. So I was like, oh, we're we're in that Let's time. Juan
1: Soto's wearing pinstripes this season.
0: That's different.
1: Let's see what happens.
0: Awesome. So you ready to flip over? Oh, sorry. Who would you like to throw a drink at before you move on to reality TV?
1: So here in Philadelphia, I've been seeing often. There's a I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher the saying, but basically it's you know the Philly sports media hates Philadelphia sports athletes, but Philadelphia sports fans hate Philadelphia sports media. Yes, it seems to be WIP has been kind of poking the bear that is aj brown yes and with these you know it's the ongoing i get it we all want to know what the heck happened to the eagles both of us have said we want a 30 for 30 on it right um but kind of like let's let it go it's time to get ready for for next year Um, but there have been you know alleged rumors coming out of the locker room that nick sirianni can't control his temper that dom was the one that controls his emotions that AJ is angry. AJ is this. And it's just like, right? are you trying? Do you want to have one of the top receivers in the league on your team? Or do you want to run them out of town? Like, let's just let this go. Why can't we? Why can't we? I get you want to, you want to report the news, but there's a line. We also, you also should be supporting the home Teams And it's just gotten on my, it just irritates me that we're constantly seeing in social media or in news reports, just kind of, like I said, poking the bear to aggravate these star athletes to me for like, just just no reason or petty reasons. It's not that AJ Brown doesn't practice or doesn't play in games or, you know, anything. He's been what you wanted on the field. So I don't understand these off season, off the field, boneheaded comments that are just going to aggravate somebody. Like, what do you want? Like, what do you want? So then when he does not, when he doesn't resign, you can, are we allowed to that's curse? That's what on they our do. Podcast? I don't know if we're allowed to curse on our podcast. <laughs> do
0: whatever you, you
1: but you could, it. so you can shit all over him after he yeah. leaves. Like, I don't, I don't get
0: That's it. what they do though. They, they, they build them up and then, and then you, you
1: wonder why run. we can't win, you know? Or, or no, nobody wants to come play here. Like, first of all, that's not even true. You right. know, you've you've heard from the the Phillies' new signings that they've heard nothing but good things in their clubhouse or with the fans or what. But it's 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 WIP man. Mm-hmm. Right? And mm-hmm. I don't like That's why I listen more to national sports media than our local sports media. Cause who needs it?
0: Agreed. I I should. I'm going to confess something uh, to you. I decided to get on Twitter. I haven't been on Twitter since I think Elon Musk bought it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, because of the stuff I get from you and other people, I jumped on Twitter because there was stuff going on and you could just see how annoyed the Philly fans were about these different reports that come out around big Dom with Siriani and all this other stuff. And you know and even on instagram it's kind of like just shut up like if you don't know it and like some because someone said i know why this happens and it's a big story and, dah, dah, dah. and they were like well are you gonna say it or not because if right. you're not gonna say it you don't know anything right and so i think I, I do agree i think they're just trying to keep themselves busy i guess during the off season by being honestly mean girls
1: the only show I listen is uh, I would listen to on WIP was Ike Reese and whoever he, he's paired up with. But the rest, I just.
0: I watch yeah. sometimes I I will watch like, like the local like Sportsnet, like the local. Oh, yeah. Channel. Yeah. I'll watch that, the the, the,
1: the pre and post game shows. Yeah.
0: Right. I'll watch that. But I don't I don't listen to the to WIP because I've never felt. To me, it's not ever been. Uh, it's to me, it's very toxic. Let me say it that way. It's yeah. to me, it's toxic. And the only time I would listen to WIP is if I couldn't get the game on like my series because mm-hmm. you know they, that's true. The-
1: I listen to the actual game. <laughs> I yeah. listen to so, the actual game.
0: Yeah. Um. My my person that I'm gonna throw a, a drink at. You know, it's he's not in sports. It's it's Tom Sandoval, but we Perfect will get segue. To that
1: now. We can segue into the reality TV portion. There's the so show.
0: much stuff going on. So let's, I mean, I don't, you know, I don't want to like over, like take over about Vanderpump rules.
1: This is Alana's portion of the show where Tara will sit back and, and, uh, and just be in a supportive role.
0: <laughs> Cause I literally have notes. Like, I mean, you know, uh, I can't believe what I'm watching. <laughs> Happy for James. Alana has a. She doesn't have a note. She has a notebook. That's legit. Don't put his mental health on the group. So let's let's talk about. It. And then I have ten reasons for why uh, people don't like Tom. Uh, I'm gonna say him too, but I got ten reasons, and it's not about the act of cheating. It's it's because of the way you handled it. Okay, let's start. So there was, (laughs) so uh, there was emo night that is apparently this like big party and Katie, Sheena and Ariana, they all like were DJing and like hyping the club up, like hyping you know, party up. And so on the way to go to support them, James and his girlfriend, Allie stopped into to the to sandoval's birthday party because it was his birthday and so james uh (laughs) james goes in and he's trying to like make like trying to figure out how they can you know like is there an apology happening like can we move on from this and sandoval immediately brings up that he cheated on um or he was with Kristen. Mm -hmm. 10 years, 10 years ago, easily, his girlfriend from 10 years ago that they both cheat on each other a lot, uh, but that he got with Kristen and that wasn't right. So is he going to apologize for that? Uh, You know, (laughs) and, you know, as a, as a, as a response to James being like, are you going to apologize that she were messing, that you messed with my ex fiance and all of this. And I love me some Allie. She said, I ain't going in that house. She said, <laughs> I'm going to sit right here in the car. I will wait for you because it just feels weird. So that's like the first kind of bit of, um, I guess, drama that's been going on between all of them <laughs> in that Tom, Sandoval still doesn't really want to admit that, like, doesn't want to just apologize without the- Take but, accountability.
1: Yeah. Right. And Schwartz was also there too at that party, right? Schwartz
0: was there and- <laughs> Uh and so Schwartz, so so there was, I guess we were, I guess we're two episodes that we like the first like one last week and this past week. So uh so Schwartz was there and Schwartz initially kind of seemed like he's trying to hold Sandoval accountable, but then Mm -hmm. you know he goes back to his, you know, that's my guy. Like he's a great friend to me. He's just mind you, you know, he broke your 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 marriage up, but cool. But he's my friend and he's great and so then james uh he (laughs) so james goes to the emo night and he sees the girls and they're all like okay like they get the the tea or whatever and then schwartz comes but schwartz comes like after they performed after sheena's performed her emo version just to
1: jump in before he left tom's party he Mm -hmm. did say to tom when tom kind of fills him in on what he and James talked about shorts was like, Oh man, like you should have apologized. He did say that he did. He did say you should have apologized or you're going to have to deal. You're going to, you're going to be dealing with this until you show some kind of accountability.
0: See, the thing is he starts strong and saying stuff like that to him. But then the next episode, he's this total apologist and he's, he's turning the camera to make Ariana a villain, but Uh, But then, so essentially, you know, he comes over to, uh, Schwartz comes over, they're like, hey, you missed the whole performance. Uh, And so Schwartz is really trying hard to get back into the group, like the the, the, the whole group, because and he feels that Ariana is acting as the queen of the group, dictating who can be in and who can be out. And he even says that to her, which to me is very much similar to what he how he used to talk to Katie. Mm -hmm. He used to say stuff like that when anybody pushes back on him he gets really defensive and he he starts you know name calling but essentially uh you know ariana's like look i like she she said i have boundaries i don't want to be friends with anyone who is friends with my ex and that's just where she is the women to me like lala and sheena are all like but we're all friends and we were friends and we had this great friendship and I don't know what to do. And they start kind of trying to make it look like they're forced to to choose or I guess forced not to be friends with Sandoval. However, they all had the choice to make if they wanted to continue a friendship with Ariana you know, or cut it off and just be cordial.
1: Now, do you think, so at, at some point in that, Everybody goes to see Lisa. When I say everybody, everybody. There's between Lisa and Schwartz, Lisa yep. and Sandoval and Lisa and, and Lala and Sheena. Yep. Um, Lisa is, to be fair to her, you know, she, has lo- she lost her brother to suicide and is very concerned about Tom Sandoval's mental state and asks the rest of the cast to kind of ease back on... Either their how they talk about him on their various podcasts or how they treat them. Now, there's a lot of questions. One, do you believe Sandball, right, and and his whole act or or not act in front of Lisa? But I think you can regard Lisa e- even says, if I'm a if I fall for it and it's BS, okay, but then my conscience is clear because the alternative. Right. That I can't live with. So I totally get Lisa. I totally get what she was saying. But back to you talking about Lala and Sheena, I think that talk with with Lisa also added to their kind of wavering, if you Mm -hmm. will. And also now I can't remember, excuse me, Lala, like the time. But we do know Sheena has been friends with Tom long Mm -hmm. before Ariana showed up on the scene. So I can kind of get where you're might, if somebody's telling you got to pick either or, you're still trying to walk that that line.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, the, the thing is that Tom is just, and you'll get, get to it, Where's it's it? Just so despicable <laughs> that it's hard to like, I have more empathy for the cast and their turmoil than the subject of all of the frustration and discussion. But um but I did just want to talk about you mentioned the part I think Lisa's right. presence in that episode was important in understanding how some people are trying to yeah. navigate their feelings.
0: Um I love I love I love where you're coming from and I'm <laughs> not there uh but I'm I, and so here's here's why I got some notes, but so basically we we leave last the week before the episode where they're at the uh, at the same nightclub or I'm sorry, at the restaurant. Yes, sir. Yeah. There, Schwartz is trying to get into the group. He calls Ariana, queen of the group. She's like, look, y'all make your decisions. This is mine. And then and S- Sandoval shows up to the same restaurant, same time. And there's this interaction between uh, Sandoval and Sheena. They go out to the infamous back alley, try to have a conversation and Sheena gets all mad um, about... The fact that Sandoval was like, "Look, you doing that podcast episode with uh, Rachel's ex-, ex? Really, like, took her over the edge. Like, you got to be careful with that." And she, Sheena's, like, "Well, I'm going to defend myself because no one's going to call me." And so they got mad. So this is like this past episode was basically the, "Hey, Tom's mental health is like he's being driven to a point of." Potentially, you know, suicide, so like we all gotta back this truck up and just be nicer to him and so that he won't. And what i I I, I wrote down that Rock he says in the episode after he after Lisa talks to Lala <laughs> and uh, and Sheena, Rock says it's not fair to put his mental health on the group. And I then wrote evoking her brother, I think it's messed up. One, because it wasn't your fault that he decided that like that was the decision he made. It's no one's fault, right? right. You want to be there for people, but people make the decision whether or not they're going to take their lives. But uh, just it felt kind of like Lisa's weaponizing it a bit, his mental health against everybody else. And just because Ariana is looking like she's thriving, and but they're not really even considering all the stuff that Tom did on camera and off camera that would lead ariana to not want to deal with him but i also want to say this i don't see ariana going off about him like lala and sheena on their podcast. you know like you didn't have to make podcasts about oh he's your friend of 10 years why are you making podcasts about him then you benefited off of this you financially benefited off of this whole thing well, that's kind of what
1: th- Thomas said that. Sandoval said that. Because he said out of everybody, Ariana doesn't come at him like everybody else does.
0: Cause she's old, she's like, because she's mature.
1: And also, <laughs> I know I'm playing both sides. So I'm just trying to lay everything out. No, he's no, more mature, but Ariana also has different levels of uh streaming Having... income right now. She was on Dancing with the Stars, she's in Chicago. Mm-hmm. So Ariana doesn't need to do a podcast. I think the others. what else? Do well, they... she's
0: doing the, the sandwich shop though. I don't, I don't think that was her vibe it... anyway. Right, they right. The it's not.
1: But she has other ways to make money. Um, She doesn't oh, like... have to do that.
0: Lala and Sheena have toddlers and they're in their thirties. You are too grown to be confused. You're also too grown to be nasty. If you, if you have all this stuff in your heart You can't, like, don't be a mean person. Like, we all thought uh, Sandoval was messy. Okay, cool. But, like, Ariana didn't say, go be mean to him. Ariana said, look, I don't want to be friends with anyone who's friends with him. Mm -hmm. That's what she said. It wasn't, go attack him. And see, Katie understands the assignment. So, here, this is the 10 reasons why. And then, uh, sorry, Sandoval bothered me a bit um, kind of when he was Becoming, it. it's Schwartz and Sandoval bother me a bit about their characterization of what happened with the the whole scandal okay. so here's 10 reasons why people were over it okay here's the reasons outside of the act of cheating that this blew up because he's because uh, Sandoval has now compared himself to OJ Simpson and George well Fried I thought you were gonna I thought you were gonna kind of review the New York Times Magazine uh interview or article I haven't read it yet because I just can't, I can't wrap my, like, I'm not ready there. I'm not, I'm not ready yet. Okay. Essentially, he compared this whole Scandavall thing to the media coverage, I guess, for o- uh, for OJ and and George Floyd, which is, leave their names at your mouth. You don't need to even come over here. Um, but it's interesting that you referenced two Black men. One, you slept with a friend of your girlfriend's and you communicated using symbols in front of her face. Two, you hung out with her, Rachel, and Tom's quote-unquote friend, Joe, before going to the sandwich shop tasting and, and, and y'all being affectionate with, you know, or more so Sandoval being affectionate with Ariana. Three, you are all about holding someone accountable. That's a, that's a reference back to all of the reunions and how he goes hard about on Jacks all the time. we were we were we were collectively pissed at Kristen for seasons over what she did with your BFF 10 years ago we all were and you basically kind of go and do something very similar to what she did she just slept with Jax you had a whole relationship you blame everything else You, you blame everything on everyone else instead of yourself Six. Apologize. Don't try to play victim or explain it. You did it. I'm sorry. I was terrible to both of them. Boom. Seven. You tried to carry on a storyline to make Ariana look bad. Like she's a bad girlfriend and she's so cold and she's so this. Let's remember this, y'all, because this is this is what he was doing. He knew he was cheating and he tried to set her up to look cold and he was uh, he wasn't and they tried to make her the villain last year, which which they're trying to make her the villain this season, too, because she's good because <laughs> she's just she's being a she's she's just being a hunted right now. All right, sorry. So eight, you coached Rachel on what to say.
1: True. Rachel
0: goes up to Ariana talking about, oh, you know, talking about their sex life and literally had a comment about their sex life. Like, are you sure that you should be with him? Nine, you went on Howie Mandel's show. That's all. That's that's just that's just nine. You just you went on his show and you did and that was horrific. And lastly, you didn't leave the party for hours to be with Ariana when her grandmother died. You just you just you you have to own that you you do things people get to react to you. If you just said I'm sorry and let it go, I don't think that this would be so big. Yeah. So then.
1: I am looking forward to you reading the New York Times magazine article. And I guess we'll discuss it next week. Um, because that I think again, I you know, I was showing more empathy for Lisa and the other cast members, but not for Tom. He is I want I just want you to read it and then we can discuss the capital
0: N in narcissism. Yeah. <laughs> Fine. Okay. Anything else that you want to share about um, Vanderpump? No, I think I'm looking forward. I guess next week's episode, we get to see
1: everyone with the exception of Katie and Ariana in Lake Tahoe. Yes. And how the group is going to start interacting with Tom. Also though, from a business point of view, I think people were going to have to let it go or you weren't going to have a show. Right. Like you could not have every the entire cast on one side mm-hmm. and Sandoval on the other. It was going to be the, it. Who would watch that? It's it, you know. So I, there has to be interaction, even if it's all like eh, you know, like it's all bad. There yeah. has to be interaction between.
0: I people. think this is the redemption. You know his redemption. I guess arc story arc, but I do think. One, they they snapped back to shooting very quickly after having gone through all of that. Yeah, it's only April. four months.
1: Like, I don't blame Ariana's hostility. It's July. It's yeah, only four months after like, it happened,
0: and it's like June, July when they start filming. So, I arguably, I don't know if she would still be so like, like definitive about relationships. If they gave it like six more months, you know that's what someone said on Twitter and i I totally agree with that. but I there there has to be an interaction. The problem with it is that if Tom just could get away from blaming everybody else or oh, yeah. if, not, if he could just figure out the accountability part, you know, like I said, I think people would just be like, okay, like, you know so. I don't like all this confusion. And if, honestly, if Sheena and Lala want to be his friends, then she, they need to have a conversation with Ariana about it.
1: Yeah, I think I would, I, I, I'm, I don't know where the storyline is going to go this season, but that, if it does go that way, that's going to make for good television. Yes. Like them deciding that they still want to further, you know, get back their friendship, but how is that going to butt heads with Ariana? Like, what will the group do? look like.
0: I'm going to say something. Okay. To you cuz I I have a question. When Monique and Candace got into their fight and the green-eyed bandits mm-hmm. pushed Monique off, we didn't have Monique on the next season. Yeah. Why do we have to have Sandoval and Schwartz on this season? Like can we find other servers who are messy? Can we cast other people in this this thing? Like I just think that they were they're so they're trying to, like, I get the whole, like, let's let him redeem himself. But this is, to me, not natural because he's not doing that. Well,
1: they had to bring him back because that's what the people want, I think, honestly, right? It'll be interesting if this is the last season of Vanderpump Rules.
0: I think it should be. Um, a but- lot of
1: people think that a lot of people would agree with you. And, you know, is this just a way to wrap up these storylines? You know, and then let everyone go off into the sunset. But I think if you, the way we were all left last season, if it came back and there's no, there's no uh, Raquel and there's no Sandoval, I don't know if the rest of them have a strong enough storyline to keep us in, You know, interested in what's going
0: on. And I'm not saying that you have to have, you don't talk about it because mm-hmm. to me, if you guys are true to what you're saying, then he would like be like a friend of like he might pop in and there might be a conversation and it's like okay boom 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 but to happen there's still no
1: storyline if he's not there you can only talk about
0: it like one week right well what i mean is like oh we're having this problem he's not present Mm -hmm. and then there is like a friend of or like i don't want to say cameo but like we're not focusing so much on him yeah focusing on this group and how they're together moving forward and he might be being like Monique was being talked about in the background we didn't see her but she still was a topic of conversation and uh and I think that like like I said I think they could have just downplayed like Schwartz and Sandoval a little bit and then they could have tried to bring in some other you know some other faces to try to make this thing uh more interesting but uh before we move on from Vanderpump two things. I saw an ad for Lisa's uh, Hulu show. Okay. There's a Chateau, I guess. Oh, in France, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, and two, did you see the advertisement for the show with Jax and Kristen?
1: I did, but I'm not, I'm not interested. Are you?
0: Uh, No. Uh, Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say something, but I shouldn't say it because it's not right. But he does too much to his face now. So it's just hard to, every time I look at him, I'm like, like, that doesn't even, you don't look like as natural, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm not interested in, I think it's the Valley. I mean, maybe it'll come on and then I'll, you know, we'll start hearing that, oh, it's something to, like, love is blind this season. And then we'll tune in. But
0: right now it's not. I was, a, I was an avid love is blind watcher and then i just fell off because it just seemed a little too much uh
1: they'll never top the first season no. the hamiltons are everyone's favorite yep and i think i watched the second season and then yeah i agree i then i fell off
0: i just kind of got um okay so you want to move on to real Housewives of beverly hills
1: yes we're we've reached the finale and we finally get acknowledgement that kyle and mauricio's Marriage is not what they wanted it to appear like. And they admitted that they were trying to keep keep everything under wraps.
0: And so just in general, like the episode was largely about uh the white party that they typically have at the end of every season. Mm-hmm. It was not at their home. It was in SoFi Stadium, which is gorgeous. Like we've been talking about how gorgeous it was. I was, I was looking, I was like, that's so funny. at their. I was
1: trying, even though they were putting prices up there. I was like, nah, it was more than that. Like, I can't imagine how much it costs. It looked,
0: place. it looked great. Like they put, and they got Lisa Vanderpump's, uh, uh um, party when I w- and then Kyle had nothing like but Lisa Vanderpump refer- references. It was
1: so that was so shady,
0: so that shady, so
1: shady. And I know she made a comment that you know she did de- she did a direct TV ad that was filmed there, but I still didn't understand how that that doesn't mean you get the pl- like you get a discount. How much of a discount could it be? Mm-hmm. That just that looked like a a ton of money.
0: Yes, it looked like a lot of a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of money. Uh, and so I did think, so, okay, so the white party looked like everybody was having a good time. If Cynthia could just kind of make her way onto the Beverly Hills set, maybe next year, like <laughs> I'd to kind of see a little, a little something, something there. Uh, and you can let Anna Marie, whatever, Anna Marie go. Uh, but, you know, they finally showed her husband.
1: <laughs> I think we saw him twice all season, maybe three times.
0: Yeah. They're saying that she might become a friend of because of that. Okay. Denise's shade about Erica. So Erica uh was invited to perform and she performed It's Expensive to Be Me. And uh Denise shaded her IS on in the ride there. <laughs> or
1: Denise or. also did not come dressed for the party. Like, I mean, her little pink and white varsity jacket was cute, but it was not appropriate for that party.
0: Yeah, she never she is so like gorgeous but her sense of style is just
1: it's almost like she's intentionally trying <laughs> not to fit in but it's not as cool as i think she thinks it is
0: yeah she she yeah. uh erica's got that on blonde coming up on it for the for vegas residency i'm watching. to that <laughs> it's yeah it's happening it's basically taking the time slot or gonna be around the time slot of Beverly Hills, but they, but what did you think about the Kyle and Dorit haven't spoken since December? I find it, I find it interesting, and I'm so
1: sorry, I'm petty because you know I don't like Dorit, but it kind of it it makes me chuckle because that means it was the friendship was as fake as I think Dorit is. Yep. So I don't feel. Bad. something's going on like- <laughs> this
0: reunion looks good by the way i thought kyle looked gorgeous in that dress for yeah. the white party i thought I, I loved the dress i thought it was so pretty all the, the girls look you know gorgeous uh so about that weird conversation that they had with their daughters any reaction to that and do you i know infidelity is something that kyle keeps trying to tell us is not part of this so what do you think is going on if it's not infidelity like what was something that broke her trust so much that now she's considering divorce
1: well I felt I just feel bad from the like kids having to hear that their parents are either splitting or having difficulty there's there's instability in their household I think Mm -hmm. anybody would feel bad in that that scene um was uncomfortable
0: 100 percent
1: there's still a little bit of me, though, that's like, they're not going to split up. Like, we're going to have to go through a whole season of them back and forth. Like, I won't be surprised if they don't split up, right? She is not
0: that good of an actress, though. She looks so, like she just like has disdain look at this yeah. guy, you know?
1: I I mean, I think I think infidelity was there somehow. Like, I just...
0: Okay. I think it was something about... You remember when she said, in, like... Signing that she just signs the documents yeah. that Mauricio gives her, whatever, and she just trusts that. I wonder if there was something that went down with a document, maybe that she signed, or he did something that caused the financial issue with something. And they you know? are, I mean, they're loaded. Yeah,
1: like they're richer than they even appear on the show. I believe.
0: Okay, I yeah. I, I just wonder if there's something financial or like mm-hmm. legally happening that she is so mad that he put her in that position kind of like, like, like erica like when erica yeah. was mad that she got put in the position just because she's signing stuff i wonder if that's what is that the that's re- interesting
1: because i've been leaning more on like the personal and emotional side of it like you know he's not paying enough attention to her they they were drifting apart and right. some infidel i it, it, i've never been worried about and I like Mo. Like if the husbands, not, so I never thought Mo would be like, like shady and tight in terms of the financial stuff. Because mm-hmm. I think he truly loves his kid. Like I don't think he would endanger his family's no. security, financial security. So,
0: but even the best guys do.
1: Yeah, you're right. Things. You're right. I'm just saying I never thought of that because of yeah how I view. I can see <laughs> I think so, more.
0: it's so almost like. You're I've never seen it. someone look confused and what uh, bewildered and confused like
1: oh you! but she was talking about the infidel like it's you I am glad it's me this time instead of you and the look on his face
0: <laughs> he the, the whole the whole season it was like he was shocked by whatever <laughs> Kyle did he's like what it's like, are you? And you thought the party might have
1: been in the parking lot of SoFi? I, I thought that was just a joke.
0: I was like, oh, is he? I'm sure he's joking. She went at him, too. And I'm like, girl. Oh. um. Okay, cool. So, reunions coming up. That should be a lot of fun to watch. Uh, should we talk about Housewife and Hustler right now?
1: You can, because, I mean, I, I don't have a lot to say. <laughs> I
0: just, I, I just have a couple of things that I think is interesting to, to share. So the LA times basically create, uh, did a, I guess there was a follow-up that was on Hulu, uh, to the first housewife and the hustler where they were explaining what happened with Tom Girardi and the clients and how Tom Girardi was involved and how Erica is like, is his housewife. And so it really is, is comes to the mainstream. And so this was really like a, after we had that like documentary or whatever you want to call it. This is kind of like what happened after. Okay. And what I thought was really interesting uh, and everyone, people can chime, like, let me know if you watch it. It's it's, it's on Hulu. Um, one is that the uh, when Erica, Erica goes in to, to meet the victims, that's like the first scene that you see. And she's talking to the victims. uh, And I don't know if it's early or late, but she goes, they said, well, why did it take you so long to meet with us, to meet the victims? She said, I was never asked.
1: (laughs) But isn't that such an Erica answer?
0: It is. Uh, Especially because she said potential victims. Like it was, I I don't even know. (laughs) I I don't know if she meant potential victims like with Tom or like, potential victims like their case because their case is closed. They were defined as victims. I'm victim.
1: hoping it's with Tom. Yeah. I hope
0: so too. The I didn't know this, but when Erica filed for divorce, there was another court another uh, law firm, Edelson, based in Chicago, that were they also like, I guess were concerned maybe about getting their payments from a case that they I guess they did together. And that actually was the reason uh when they brought the case forward it says they, they said that there was no answer for where the money is and I thought that was interesting because I I it's almost like Erica triggered the like the this whole thing right yeah. because of the divorce because she's like hey I want my half or whatever and he was and they couldn't he couldn't account for the money and that's really where this a lot of this started from
1: wouldn't and that be interesting though because I think we all thought Erica was leaving him because the the stuff had already started. So I wonder if, if, if the cases that Erica's divorce proceedings sparked this, then what made her want to get a divorce?
0: And I'm wondering if Edelson, they knew through the grapevine that Edelson was looking for money and she was like, oh, wait, Edelson's looking for money and they can't, you haven't paid them. And maybe she got word of that. I don't know if that's why, but it was kind of interesting to see that Edelson had their lawsuit about where about funds about the funds, and then Erica, like this divorce, apparently just. Uh, I, <laughs> Tom, he called numerous times to the LA Times to ask for retractions, and they played one of the voicemails, and it was kind of funny. Uh, <laughs> Erica, he, she's been being kind of I don't want to say taken care of, but. There's this guy, his name is Jim. I didn't catch his last name, but he's been paying for her legal fees and he gave her money for the rental that she got. Uh, and he was, he was friends with both of them since 2000. And Jim, I, I guess he just, he said that in 2010, Tom changed. And when all this went down, he didn't want to see Erica in a bad way. So that's why he's essentially, I, I hate to say this, but like her benefactor, for, for all of this. I did appreciate that Eric, that uh, Garcelle was 10 toes and, and how she felt about Erica's, giving Erica an apology um, about- Right, of- so there was a
1: scene towards the end of the show where Sutton does apologize for any harm she caused Erica because Sutton came hard. Kyle- said, you know, she felt like she was supportive of Erica, but if she didn't feel that support, she was sorry. Dorit kind of stood on business too, though, was like, but can't you see why we felt the way we did? And then Garcelle said, I didn't want to see you fall, but I had opinions and I'll stand on that.
0: Stood on business. Yeah. So that's it. That's all I got to say about our Beverly Hills Housewives.
1: Well, I'm I'm looking forward to the reunion. I'm assuming we're getting three parts.
0: Yes. Um, and I, I I guess Andy just, wouldn't have had this little documentary beforehand to ask Erica about, but I wonder if it'll pop up anywhere. Probably not. Cause they, they probably don't want to. Well, it's not, and it's not
1: connected to Bravo.
0: No. Nope. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Last but not least. I know you don't, you, are you watching uh, Miami housewives? Not, not
1: really. I just kind of uh-huh. see it cause it comes on after Beverly Hills, but not. Intensely. Okay.
0: So, real quick, as we discussed on our last podcast, Larsa and Marcus did make up. <laughs> we talked about it. I said we were like, eh, maybe this one." They'll, they're back together. Um, a couple of women from the show call BS. They think that they were faking it to get some pro- level of promotion. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> <laughs> this episode that they showed this past week was about uh how uh michael jordan uh that that comment when he was asked does he approve of this relationship with larsa and, and marcus and he said no like he like he said no everybody's just asking her about it like so he said no like what's up and so they so larsa keeps trying to play it off and uh marcus is also playing it off you know he's He's like, oh, and, and he, and by the way, Larsa has yet to meet Michael Jordan, like in that, in the context, I guess, of this whole relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she's like pretty embarrassed. And Marcus really kind of doesn't seem to do anything about it, uh, except for kind of say, ah, that's my dad. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> my like, dang. Like, your man can't even stand up to, like, he's like, well, Michael did give him a, a, a heads up, like, hey, this happened, but uh, nothing really. So that was funny. Uh, and so, yeah, so he got a, pro- she got a promise ring for Marcus. Okay. okay. Cause you know, we're 12. <laughs> and- <laughs> uh and um and just just the note that when the cast members she had, had breast cancer there was just a very emotional scene of her getting uh, of her having to go to chemo so they cut her hair and then her husband actually like shaved it uh, shaved to her head As, and-
1: uh Gertie and Russell, Gertie and At Russell. Least The names.
0: yeah yeah Gertie and Russell and sh- and he was just like she just was so upset about having to do that but she's like gorgeous with her like bald head but he Just seeing him and how supportive he was, I was just like, they don't make them like that anymore, (laughs) Uh, especially because I'm listening to Who the F Did I Marry on TikTok, so.
1: I have not gone down that rabbit hole. I got, you already gave me enough homework for the weekend.
0: Girl. So yeah, so I actually really liked this, this season of Miami. Okay. It was, it had its drama, but it also had its like friendship moments and, uh, I like to see how Alexia and her son are progressing with his uh, ability to be more independent. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even though there was stupid fights, definitely stupid fights, Larsa has zero self-awareness and she is going to be eaten alive. I think by Twitter uh, on the reunion. So we have two
1: reunions coming up next week.
0: I do think, I think I heard though that Miami is moving to Thursday night. Okay. So that Erica Jane's show could come on after the gotcha. reunion.
1: Makes sense. Okay.
0: Which is fine too, right? Like, um, Yeah. But I'll, I will be watching the reunions on Peacock because they tend to not, like they, they let the curses fly. And so I don't want to have to hear a beep, beep, beep. Like, okay. <laughs> very shocked to see Kathy Hilton there. And I'm very much looking for her. What she has to say. That's all. I mean, I feel like that's that's all I got for you. Yeah, that was a lot.
1: That was very he- heavy on the reality side, less on the playbook side. But
0: uh,
1: we'll have a <laughs> playbook as we get into the madness of March and um, closer to the NBA postseason. In the
0: and you know what? Shout out to my alma mater, Maryland. I actually uh, I was invited to 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 watch the game in a suite team did not win but they they played really really hard uh and so there are some really bright stars on that Maryland team so shout out to them I saw uh Saturday night okay and Lefty Dredzel he actually had uh, he's like a legend at Maryland he passed that morning yes. so yes. uh may he rest in peace
1: yep all right well That wraps up our weekly catch-up with one another and you. Please like, subscribe, and leave comments for us to read. Tell a friend to tell a friend and join in the weekly catch-up conversation each week. Bye, Alana. Bye, Tara. (laughs) Have a great weekend. Go, Bert. Always go birds. Go birds. Like Sixers. <laughs> go like, Sixers. Go Flyers. Go. Season are we go Fells down in Tampa
0: or Clearwater. Yeah, right. Go Fells. Get your lives together. See you. Ya. Yankees. <laughs> bye, everyone. Bye, bye.